This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. Brought to you by MyPlates.com. Upgrade your license plate at MyPlates.com. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. Happy Daytona Day. Yeah, buddy. That's a good one. <laughs> it's a real good one. That was. It was a it was a fun race to watch. Well, you know, it's always fun when, you know, one of our guests, you know, part of the Speed City family crossed the line first. So I know. We've, Congrats, talked, to, Kurt. we've talked to Kurt Bush a few times, haven't we, over yeah, the last few yeah, years? He's, he's always fun, and, you know, you couldn't be happier to look up there see somebody we know but uh what a race and uh, it, it was great excitement we we'll, we got a lot to share about that yeah and you know it's it's he's he's been a really nice guy every time we've talked to him and it was uh hey, it we was, had him actually in booth with us out at Coto one time cutting yeah. up well, so that was I don't fun. remember. Was that during a Formula One? Yeah, weekend, I think that was or? actually a Lone Star Lamar weekend, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and he came on the air with us. That's right. That was pretty cool. Well, hey, let me run down what we got on the show. Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about the Daytona 500, everything from Kurt Busch and and winning and uh, on the segments and everything else, all the the new formats that they had. But we're also uh, we're really excited because we have Mark Wilkins. He's a driver for Michael Shank Racing. Uh, he's going to join us live in about a half hour, and he races uh, the new one of those new Acuras, the '93 car. So excited to have him! Those are so cool. Yeah, that's a beautiful car. There's one in town now. Who I, oh. have you seen it in? Person? I did not see it in person. Somebody put a picture up. It no. looks beautiful. Well, we're also going to talk. There was just a little story. Uh, speaking of NASCAR, uh, there was a story about Bobby Epstein, the uh, the chairman of Circuit of the Americas. Talking about NASCAR on Circuit of the Americas. Still, I mean, those that, you know, if you've paid attention to Speed City, we talked about it. Are you kidding? We talked about it in the spring of 2013. Yeah, it's been a while since that. When uh, James Courtney, the Australian V8s, was hanging out with us so much. And uh, Kurt Busch brought a car in. And they actually cat and moused on Coda uh, in Kurt's Cup car against Courtney in a V8 supercar. That's right. Yeah, and that was in 2013, and that was the first... We'll find some information on that. That was the first time ever there was a NASCAR car on. First time and only time, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it's the only time we had that. Now, I know there have been some retired ones coming out for some of the track days and uh, the high-speed driver education or experience days, but uh, legitimately current vehicle Kurt's the only one to have been out there. Yeah, so that story is that how Circuit of the Americas, how Bobby Epstein wants to have NASCAR at Coda. Of course, of course we want that. So we'll talk some more about that. But also, uh, Formula One car launches, including Haas F1 today. Although, if you were online yesterday, you probably saw it a day early because it was all out there. Apparently, uh, it got it's out It's been early. like Christmas all week. Open yeah. up a new car. There it is. Yeah. And uh, we also have a local Austin racer, Jeff Mosing. Jeff Mosing, he's going to join us in the next segment to talk about his season in the Continental Tire Series and also in a uh, Porsche GT Cup. So he's going to talk a little bit about that. And we'll talk a little World Superbikes, because it launched this weekend as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. And our, our American did not do so great. I can tell by your neither, <laughs> neither. But, you know, I did I did uh, enjoy seeing it. Phillip Island always has a great race. Uh, little uh, wildlife with the uh, geese there being so close to the water uh, and uh, their migration come into play as well. They they actually had to stop one of the sessions to shoot geese off the track. Oh, you're kidding. I did not see that. Well, I want to jump in and talk about the Daytona 500 because obviously there's plenty to talk about with the the rule changes and you know all weekend and dating. In fact, let's talk about another local driver, Austin Self, uh, came in second place in the Truck Series in the Camping World Truck Series. Yeah, you know it's it's been great. You know we've seen Austin, uh, gosh, since he was a young teen out at Central Texas Speedway, just on the edge of Austin here. Uh, coming up, you know, through the through the carts originally into the full fledged automobiles and now the trucks, and he is doing remarkably well. It's great to see a young kid. His family has been behind him all the time, put a lot of effort into getting him into the right places and getting him into the equipment that really shows skill. So, congrats! Yeah, Austin it's Wayne been self. fun to watch him because I, I first met Austin when he was just like a I don't know ten years old. Maybe no, he was not even ten, and he was racing carts. His dad was getting him yeah. into carts. And Back in the days of Iron Rock Raceway. Yeah, that's right. Out at the airport. But yeah, it was good to watch, good to see him. Obviously, it was a huge crash in that as well. Not you know, not to mention huge crashes all weekend long at Daytona in NASCAR. But the uh, but it was fun to watch a, an American, I mean, an Austinite do so well and come in second place in the truck you series. Bet. But, you bet. But also, the uh, you know, there were a bunch of good stories in Daytona because as the, week, as the, the race went through today, we saw, you know, there was no way to predict who was going to win this thing. As, as after seeing it, you know, finish, that's the way it felt to me. There was no way that anybody, you know, there was predictions here and there. You know, probably um, Chase Elliott was probably the closest to that because he, he started on the pole and was leading with, what, three laps to go. Right. You know, there were, there were a lot of things that came into play in this race that, uh, you know, we got to see what the three stages of the race are going to be like. Uh, I'm a little mixed. Uh, I kind of want a gradually increasing points that uh, maybe you get bonus points for leading stage one and stage two and winning stage three. But uh, if you haven't heard, what they do is they essentially divide up the race into three sections, and they're calling them stages. And so part of the intent is to encourage drivers and racers not to sit back from a strategic standpoint and watch the thin, watch the uh, field ahead of them get thinner through attrition, but to actually get out and race early and completely through the race, driving to be in the front of the pack. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like that. I like the idea of, no, don't just sit back and let people weed themselves out in front of you to gain your spots. Still want you to solidly go after the race and do away with this kind of sitting back, pacing yourself. So I like that. Uh, yeah. But but the points I'm a little little concerned. I don't want anyone to lead, uh, say stage one and stage two, and get more points than the guy that finaled in one stage three. Uh, I think there needs to be some things on points sorted out, and I don't uh, don't know what the answer is. But the winner yeah. needs to get the most points, even if somebody else won first and second stage. Well, you know, somebody tweeted at us earlier. I put out a poll, by the way, and that poll is uh, ended up about. I'm going to take one last look. I'd put out a Twitter poll, but I think it was about 60-40 saying that they did not like it. And a couple of people tweeted, somebody tweeted the, the the perfect response, and they said, 
I hate it right now, but I'm going to give it a chance and see what I, how I feel like it, you know, as the season goes on. But yeah, it was 64-36, 25 votes on that. So it was a decent sample. Yeah, good going. Decent sample. And, you know, we'll see if... Uh, See how that goes on the you know as the season rolls on, but uh, but also the other you know there was some it, it, it was interesting to watch because uh, everything from uh, uh, Danica Patrick did pretty good and then thought she might do well till she crashed out and then of course wah, the, wah. the first big crash took out Dale Earnhardt now and when uh. he went airborne that was a little scary I you know I saw it when it was live and then I on the replay he wasn't that far from taking that car getting more air under that car and flipping it over it was a little bit scary right and you know they've come a long ways but still that's a fast moving vehicle to you know get backwards and have all the arrow go the wrong direction and, and want to do the opposite to you but uh, they are getting getting pretty solid and it's certainly a lot safer than it used to be well, obviously, the big story, Kurt Busch, and it was really fun to see him at the end there. When he broke away and put, I don't know how many car lengths, at, at least eight or ten toward, at, you know, on the very last 30 seconds. Right. And so, but let's hear it in his words, because we, put, we have a clip from Fox Sports that they interviewed him after the race, and it was awesome. So let's hear from Kurt Busch. The more that becomes unpredictable about Daytona, the more it becomes predictable to predict unpredictability. I mean, this car is completely thrashed. There's not a straight panel on it. Their strategy today, who knew what, to pit when, what segments were what. Everybody's wrecking as soon as we were done with the second segment. I don't know. I mean, the, the more that I've run this race, the more that I've just like, just throw caution to the wind, let her rip, and just elbows out. And that's what we did. I mean, that group put on a fantastic run to the end, and everybody did a great job not to wreck each other. I cannot believe this homecoming for Ford. Thank you, Doug Yates, and everybody at Ford Motor Company. Ford Performance, this is incredible. You led only one lap, the last lap. But at what point in that last lap did you feel like you had a shot at winning it? My rearview mirror fell off with 30 to go, and I was like, that's an omen. That's an omen, because I'm not going to have to look at it anymore. i got to drive defensively and take advantage of other people's mistakes. I made a move in one and two, and the only thing I knew I could do to get a run from behind was to go high eventually, and I got the run from whoever was behind, and then the spotter said, four back, five back, five back, five back, and I'm like, I can't even see out the back to enjoy it. I was so nervous coming to the line, I didn't think we were going to win, but unbelievable to have all of this teamwork to build SHR boards, and here we are, Victor Lane, so thank yeah, I love it. I love it that he did not need a yeah. review mirror. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who cares anymore? What was what was that movie that they actually did that? First thing they did was tear off the mirror. Oh, and yeah. Threaten what back. was that? Uh, it was from the <laughs> somebody 80s. Somebody let us know. <laughs> yeah, somebody will remember that. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to come back with, uh, with Jeff Mosing, another Austin racer. And he's going to tell us all about his season, the upcoming season in, in both Continental Tire Series and the uh, Porsche DT3 Cup. Listen to Speed City live from Austin back after these messages.
The 57 Chevy, a Rembrandt painting, the little black dress. When you're a classic, you never go out of style. And now, MyPlates.com proudly announces the return of the classic black Texas license plate for the first time since 1968, featuring a cooler, timeless look and a bolder style. Visit MyPlates.com today to order this legendary classic black Texas license plate for your car or truck. Classic black is back at MyPlates.com. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. Envy Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only Envy Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutali Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by Envy Augusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Super Sport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 MV Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. To Caddy Austin and the home of MV Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. Making talk radio great again. Somebody has to come out and tell it like it is. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, this is Jeff Gordon, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to Speed City. Happy Daytona Sunday. Yeah, you see, Jeff, he started the race in the pace car. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, you know, he was in shirt and tie, so it looked a little bit awkward. But that was uh, great. Cool to see Jeff still out there playing. Then uh, he and, did a good job on Fox. Yeah, he was great in the booth. But hey, all right, well, we're excited. We got a we got a guest, another a local boy coming on the show. Because he's doing okay. He's doing all right. He's been uh, he's been in all kinds of race series. Raced on Coda a bunch. Practiced on Coda much. We want to welcome Jeff Mosing back to the show. Jeff Mosing, welcome to. Speed City. Good evening, and uh, again, thanks as always for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. Hey, Jeff. So uh, I know you uh, you got Trixie three arrived over the uh, season <laughs> outage here, and uh, brought her out to play this week. Why don't, why don't you tell us who Trixie three is? We did. Uh, you know, uh, I picked up a new car last year for the Platinum Series, and. Uh, um, the I didn't realize that they were going to come out with a new car here for 2017. Um, <clears throat> so wanting to stay into the in the platinum class, I had to you know pick up a new car. So we ordered it. Uh, we got it in in uh, maybe November, December, and uh, the parts package and some other stuff. And uh, we planned our first uh, uh, test along with uh, More Speed, uh, David Moore with More Speed, and Will oh, Hartman yeah. and all those guys. It was probably about five or six. It was more than that. Maybe about seven or eight um, people testing. I think maybe five of them were the new cars, and uh, a few a few of the uh, older cars at uh, Barber Motorsports Park in Birmingham. Uh, um, right away, it was it was a shock to me because I was 
questioning the uh, the Porsche guys that were there. Uh, Porsche was there. IMSA was there. Uh, Yokohama was represented there. I mean, it was a it was wow. really cool to That's see. That's a serious sponsors. turnout. Yeah, I mean, you know, they were all there to answer questions or you know take some of our feedback on everything. It was uh, it was really cool to see them out there. Um, and uh, but just a really big difference. I asked the Porsche guys twice, and they gave me the same answer. You know, they said, "Well, you know, the the new tub is is uh, a bit stiffer uh, from the old tub, and uh, along with some of the the bracing and stuff that they do, uh, so that might have helped the." the chassis to actually work the shocks better. Interesting. I mean, uh, so it, like I said, it was a big, um, is a big change as far as how it handles. Um, and it really reacts to small changes. Uh, we were out at Coda this weekend, uh, testing and I was having a little bit of an issue with the car, not turning. Uh, it was pushing in the rights and a little bit loose in the lefts. And, uh, Todd, uh, with a half a turn, like of cross in the car, yeah, and I felt it instantly. A half turn on a shock. We're talking like wow, maybe, maybe a half millimeter, a millimeter of change. Like it, you know, the, the new chassis really responds like to changes. Like it's a, uh, it's it's just overall, it's a really great package. I mean, hats off to Porsche for you know keeping the cars interesting. I, I just thought I was going to get just a new version of last year's car, but it's, right. it's a totally different animal. And uh, from what I understood, Yokohama was trying to provide a, a new tire for 17. I wasn't involved with that test, but from what I heard, um, the car actually performed better on the 16 tire. Uh, so I think that they're going to run that the whole year, and then they're going to look at it again next year to try to redevelop a tire for 18. Um, and, uh, again, thanks to Yokohama publicly for, you know, uh, jumping in and, and taking care of the series, uh, you know, by providing us with great race tires, uh, you know, really looking forward to running with IMSA Porsche and, uh, Yokohama again this year. It's going to be great. And well, uh, we, we learned a lot out at Coda this weekend. We ran on Friday and Saturday, even though we're running a high speed DE, uh, you know, it's the first time I've run a cup car in a, a DE, and of course they had me in the advanced class, but but there's a lot of street cars involved, and uh, it was uh, it was it's pretty amazing, you know, that the the time differential and the and the power differential in those cars, you know, you kind of you tend to scare people when you run up on them because it's such a, <laughs> a a quick car. We ran, uh, I want to say it was almost two and a half seconds faster than our. Our 16 car. Wow, that is huge. Yeah. Well, I know you also had a had a buddy there coaching you, uh, Brian Eversley. Yeah, yeah, Ryan. Ryan's amazing. You know, uh, uh, he was able to come in uh, to coach. Uh, Eric was uh, uh, out on vacation. You know, even even my coach needs a vacation from me every once in a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eversley was uh, Eversley was sweet enough to come in and, and uh, take care of me and. Uh, he's a great guy to work with. I mean, just a, a mega driver, you know. Um, and uh, I really, you know, working with another coach, it's it's kind of hard because you don't know if you're going to be compatible with him or not. And uh, he and I are great. I mean, we've been knowing each other for, I think it's about seven years now. And uh, he's great. Uh, he got in the car and... Uh, 
Uh, after we stickered up, I think we, we're still working on the setup, but we got it down into the uh, uh, two two minutes twelve with uh, wow. Point six, point seven, somewhere around there. That is hauling so on that track. Yeah, yeah I'm really quick. And that was his, the two twelve seven that he ran was uh, was actually with traffic. Um, wow. So you know, potentially, I think you know, once once the guys that you know, I mean, there's definitely guys that are faster than me in the car. I think I think we're going to see some elevens uh, this May when we have our race here at Coda. Well, speaking of races, uh, what's your next race? Well, we uh, we just got back from Daytona. We got our own taste of Daytona there uh, a few weeks ago uh, with the Continental Sports Car Series. And uh, we finished well. We, we finished second. I think we started nice. Congrats. in fourth or fifth. And, you you uh, like Daytona. I know that. Yeah, the last four years or five years, I think it's uh, three second places and two first places. It's been a, a really good run there. Um we didn't have the. Uh, it was funny, you know, because when you, if you remember what happened last year with the door falling off, yeah, <laughs> we still had a pretty quick pit stop. We were still waiting on fuel, um, and we were able to get in and out pretty quick. But uh, this year, um, the format changed a little bit. There was a four-hour race instead of a, a two and a half hour. Uh, we're going to do that for Daytona and for uh, Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. It'll be four-hour races, and then the rest of the races will be two-hour. That's for Continental. Right. And um, we came in for the first pit, and I was going to double stint. And it took a little bit longer to put the fuel in than what it should. I uh, think about our pit stop ended up being about eight seconds too long um, before they realized what was going on. Uh, got back out. And, you know, when you look at the net result, I think we finished a second and a half or two seconds behind the mini. So, you know, a potential first was there, but it's the beginning of the year. I can't complain. The guys are amazing. I, they always perform for us like like nobody's business, you know, and uh, we're, we're really looking forward to getting to Sebring here in a couple of weeks because we've had bad luck there, and we just want to prove that we can actually finish there and finish well because um, we always bring it, but we always end up, you know, having some sort of attrition there. So hopefully we'll break the uh, curse yeah. Uh, come, you know, March 17th. Well, Jeff Mosing, I know uh, we, we want to wish you the best of luck in both Porsche G- 3T, GT3 Cup and Continental Tire. But I got to ask you something uh, before we let you go. You know, Kurt Busch went in the Daytona 500 today. And uh, Kurt Busch actually drove a NASCAR on Circuit of the Americas. And there was a little bit of talk this week about Bobby Epstein wanting NASCAR at Circuit of the Americas. What do you think about NASCAR at, at COTA? Well, you know, you're not going to get any complaints from me. And, and honestly, uh, I would certainly buy a ticket to that if, uh, if I wasn't coming to do a race that weekend. Um, you know, uh, NASCAR, of course, it, it needs no uh, introduction. You know, people are, are very drawn to it. And uh, I love to see those guys tackling it, you know, on a road course. You know, I watched. Yeah. I'm not going to say I watch all the races in NASCAR, but I certainly try to TiVo the uh, the road course races uh, because I do enjoy watching those. But, you know, it just seems like there's a lot more elements involved. The drafting is not such a big issue. Um, you know, it's more about just outdriving the other guy. And uh, that that's what I love. You know, and those cars, the, the coolest thing about it, you know, those guys to me are, are heroes when it comes to doing well on a road course. 
because they are not designed for a road yeah. course. You know, with those spools and everything, right. they just don't turn well. And it takes a totally different, I, I can guarantee you, I mean, I I can turn a car okay, but I, they throw me in one of those. I could bet you it would take me a good day or two to even try to figure out how to make it turn. Well, okay. And, well, uh, I'm going to ask right there then, Jeff. What do you think? You want in a uh, ARCA car? You want in a NASCAR? Did you try it? <laughs> Would you be a guest driver? I'll tell you, I'm definitely busy enough, but if somebody invited me, I wouldn't turn it down. I, I, I would definitely jump in on that stuff. I mean, I've got a couple of laps out of Coda, and, and uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of the best ones out there, but I'm certainly not a slouch. And, and uh, I think those guys, you know, if they end up going out there, I think, you know, um, Texas would definitely give them a warm welcome. Um, I'm not sure if they would run the full course or if they would run that shorter course that uh, the um, – I think uh, you're right Australian there, the V8 supercars. Super yeah, I think right, you're right. right. I think they would cars. run that shorter course because uh, last time we measured this out, the uh, the full course would be about 20-some-odd percent longer than their longest uh, – loop uh, lap that they have at any of the courses but uh, jeff mosing yeah, I, uh, I don't think the, yeah i don't think the brakes would be up to it so yeah. Um, oh yeah but yeah. i would love i mean i would i think that would be wonderful you know uh, since as as far as i remember the v8 supercars don't come here anymore right nah nah nope. we sure broke our hearts over that yeah but, uh, you know so this would be i mean this would be the closest thing to that you know as far as uh the sounds and the you know, the aggressive racing and stuff. I mean, I, I think it would be a hoot. Uh, it would, it would. Folks, that's Jeff Smosing we've been talking with. Always a great guest. Fun to watch. Uh, champion as well in the Porsches. Loving having you around, Jeff. Uh, good luck this year. Good luck to all the top racing team over there. They, uh, they're they always putting together a great car for you. Yeah, for sure. We've got uh, three or four more guys that are going to race with us this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank y'all so much for having me. We really appreciate it. Fantastic. Enjoy the family. Mow the yard before the season starts because I know you're busy. <laughs> yeah, right on. Thanks again, guys. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Take care, buddy. I love having Jeff Mosing on, local Austin boy. You know, but but it's another situation of local guys that go racing. You know, yep. he and his brother both did some sports car racing, but uh, when Circuit America's dropped in our lap, Things got serious. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, we're going to go and take a break. You're listening to Speed City live from Austin, Texas. Back up to these messages. I am an official Texas license plate from MyPlates.com, and I'm here to say it's time to get personal, people. Tell the world who you are with a personalized plate from MyPlates.com, like me. I'm talking favorite color, favorite team, favorite charity, and, of course, favorite state, Texas. Add your own message, and then the magic really happens. I'm the official Texas license plate from MyPlates.com, and I want to be your license plate. Go to MyPlates.com and order me today. Now that's what I'm talking about. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. 
And the Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only MB Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutali Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by MB Augusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 MV Agusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. To Caddy Austin and the home of MV Agusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. When news happens, it happens here. Talk 1370, the right choice. Roger Hayden, Factory Yoshimura Suzuki. This is Speed City. Welcome back to Speed City. A dreary, gloomy Daytona Sunday in Austin, cold and wet. I say cold. It's it, kind of warmed up a it, little bit. It was uh, definitely cloudy. My daughter and I took the bike out for a little trip but uh it was the perfect day to sit in the house and watch i think i watched two and a half hours of of pre-show for the daytona 500 and then watched three hours of commercials amongst it <laughs> yeah speaking of commercials did you see in the middle of the race they they said and now we're gonna we're gonna bring you the rest of the race commercial free and then they went straight to commercial <laughs> yeah twitter Thanks. exploded everybody was like pay no attention to the man behind the curtain all right we're gonna t- quit talking about the daytona because we have a fantastic race driver on the line and and we're going to pick his brain and talk about his season. Another one of these guys with the coolest car this year. Oh, man. Another Acura I, driver. You know, last is... year, I was stalking the Ford guys. And this year, it's the Acura. I know. All right. We want to welcome Mark Wilkins, Wilkins to Speed City. Welcome, Mark. We appreciate you coming. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Awesome to have you. Uh, we are really excited to talk to you about your upcoming season, what you've done so far, the new Acura, and, and we're gonna we're gonna pick your brain on some other things too. That we'll, we'll we're gonna surprise you with a couple of goodies. So, uh, <laughs> but awesome. let's let's talk about your season so far. Yeah, so I mean, well, it's uh, it's still pretty early on. I mean, uh, we just did the uh, Rolex Twenty Four Hour uh, a few weeks back. Uh, it was the first uh, sort of worldwide debut for the new NSX. And uh, it was it was a really uh, really strong positive race for uh, for the whole team. I mean the uh, Michael Shank Racing guys that uh, prepped this car uh, and everyone from HPD and Acura. I mean it's a huge huge effort. And uh, you know we went out top five uh, first race for the car, and uh, you know we led uh, I think some something like 27 percent of the overall laps in the race for a brand new brand new car so it was uh, and it was a tough one it was wet and cold and i, I you know you're talking about the weather and man it was uh, it was a tough one uh, to stay out of trouble and you know um, and just keep the car uh, running up front like we did so all in all uh, a great way to start the season yeah you guys have got to be happy because that car looked fast and look it, you know coming a 24-hour race, you guys, I know there was some banging and some and some things going on. Of course, you know, that that's just racing. But you guys have got to be happy with how fast that car was. You know, this new and with a brand new car, it's, it looks pre- it's pretty darn exciting. Yeah, it, it's super exciting. And, yeah, I mean, in the, it, our goal in the race was 
you know, finish and, and stay out of trouble. And, and that's always the goal of the 24. And, you know, when the weather is a little more adverse than you'd like, it just uh, makes that job a little bit more tricky. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can't control the other guys out there. And, you know, you can, uh, you've, we've got eyes from the spotter and, you know, we look, we're looking around the mirrors all the time and trying to stay on top of it. But, it was it was tricky, guys. I mean, uh, we we could we could barely get tire temp in uh, in those uh, continentals, and uh, you know it, it, it was it was treacherous. Um, so you know, all in all, uh, the car was quick. Uh, it was great in the wet. I mean, it just performed really well for us, and so it allowed us to run up front for as long as we did, and 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 get a great result for uh, for Acura there. You know that that car is new, but. You know, you've only had limited testing in it so far. How much development do you expect in the next couple of races on this? You've got Sebring coming up right quick. Uh, are you able to make giant leaps during the season on this car? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a GT3 spec car, so uh, the rules package is, is pretty set. Um, but we're still learning a lot on the setup side. Um, in fact, we just did a couple days of testing down uh, the IMSA test down at Sebring. And so, uh, yeah, but nothing like kicking it off with a 24 and then a 12-hour. Um, you know, a 12-hour of Sebring is, uh, is almost like a 24. It's a, it's a tough, bumpy circuit, and it's pretty hard on equipment. So, yeah, I mean, the cars run, uh, run a little bit there um, in, in preseason testing and then again this past week. Uh, so we're putting it through its paces. We're doing lots of long runs. And, you know, reliability has just been top notch, um, you know, so we're we're really confident. I think we, we've got a quick car. We've got good pace. Um, you know, we're going to be really competitive in the thick of things there. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously a great group of drivers and, and people uh, involved. So, you know, we're, we're excited. It's, it's a big challenge again. Um, and, uh, you know, I think we're in a, in, in a good position to uh, to be up at the front of the, of the timesheets there. Well, one of the things that's really neat, folks, if you don't know sebring it is one of the oldest racetracks that has been continuously operated i mean it has gone from i think 1950 and it's still going it's uh what was an airport runway to be honest <laughs> and so it's the old uh, concrete style construction of, and and that's why mark gets beat up there <laughs> that's yeah. why 12 hours feels like 24 <laughs> well mark you yeah, won that's right it's uh, you know i think we were laughing i mean they've put a, a couple new sections of asphalt down um but uh, i'm pretty sure that the mandate was to maintain the bumpiness so <laughs> not really sure um uh, what the what the goal was there, but uh, you know, as you mentioned, it's an original track. It's uh, it's bumpy. It it really throws the car for a loop, and then the driver was working pretty hard. Oh, and by the way, it's Florida in in, in March, and the temperatures starting to climb, and and the humidity is too. So it's uh, it's a real test. Um, you know, we work hard there. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of place to to take a breath like we have at Daytona on the banking, um, and you know, the bumps and the heat add another element to it. So. You know we're uh, we're well positioned. We're uh, we're really excited about it, and uh, it's going to be an opportunity to uh, you know to, just to show how uh, how awesome this car really is. I cannot imagine that meeting. So we need to re you know take <laughs> redo this section. Are we going to put in a Herman Tilka F1 smooth you know <laughs> runway? Or are we going to just throw some concrete out? We pick up down at Lowe's Hardware Store. Ah, just do the Lowe's deal. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to change the character of the track. Well, you've won there before. You've won there a couple times, haven't you? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, in uh, prototype, uh, in the old prototype challenge cars there. Yeah, so I actually won there last year. 
and uh, one there in 2010 as well. So track's been pretty good to me. So I, you know, I'm hoping to bring that momentum uh, into this program, uh, this race this year as well. Well, I love what you said a while ago. He's talking about you were asking less about getting the setup right. Obviously, it's a spec car. There's only so much they can do. But you start off the season with 36 hours of testing. You know, you, a lot of guys like in Formula One, they get no almost no testing. That's a huge amount of testing. So you guys are going to be well prepared. But well, Mark, I do want to talk about uh, some of the, the, your, your career before this season, and and you've got a you've done a bunch of things. Talk about your your career and how you got here. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I guess I, I grew up racing. I, uh, you know, my dad kind of did it as a hobby, and you know, I ended up at the go kart track and and uh, got the bug, as I like to say, pretty early on, and and kind of carried that uh, up into some open wheel racing locally up here in Canada and Formula Ford, and then uh, you know, Formula Two Thousand, Formula Renault, sort of Star Mazda, and then switch gears a little bit. Two thousand and six, um, decided to go Daytona prototype racing in Grand Am. Um, you know, and and you know, kind of go to the, the the tops and and getting the roofs on the cars and and up in the speeds and you know, it just uh, it just looked like a really exciting avenue to go and and sort of ran in there for about five years. Um, and then uh, joined another manufacturer in 2012, um, you know, spent about four years doing some Pirelli World Challenge racing and, uh, and some prototype challenge, uh, you know, endurance uh, with IMSA and, and uh, you know, ALMS and, and Grand Am. So kind of all over the place, but totally sports car and, um, you know, really fortunate uh, over the years to drive lots of really cool race cars. Um, but, uh, you know, and then join Acura for, uh, for 2017. Man, that's uh, that's great. You obviously have driven a lot of cool cars, and uh, you you talk like that's not a good thing. I think it's great. I, I, it's it's a great career, and I'm uh, excited to have you. But um, one thing I do want to talk about is um, Circuit of the Americas. You know, we're here in Austin. We always like to ask drivers about Circuit of the Americas and their time here. And I know you've you've probably spent time here on a couple different cars, right? Yes, that's correct. Yep. What did you do? Yeah, I've uh, Grand Am and like driven there. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think about Coda? I love Coda. I mean, it's a, what's not to love? It's, it's it's an awesome circuit. It's technical. I've driven it in the wet and the dry, um, scorching hot, uh, cold, everything in between. So, um, you know, it, it's a really technical circuit. Uh, it's got a lot of great fast sections and some really tight technical stuff. So, you know, from a driver's standpoint, that's what we always like. We, we like to, you know, have the opportunity to put it through its paces at high speed and focus on aero balance and, and you know, in the low speed, get the mechanical side right. And, and, you know, Coda has the, the best of all the worlds there. So, no, I mean, it, uh, I'm really excited. I'll be, uh, I'll be able to put the uh, NSX GT3 through its paces there in September uh, with Prelly World Challenge. So really excited to uh, get back there in this car. I think it's going to really suit the car well, you know, through the S's uh, early in the lap there and then the tight technical stuff, uh, you know, l- later in the lap. So, uh, yeah, I mean, by then we'll have had more time on the car as well. And, uh, uh, we'll have gone through uh, the better part of the season. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, we're going to be right in the thick of things there. And, and I think it's going to be uh, well suited for us. I think, you know, part of it, it w- that was uh, really cool last year. And, and I relate kind of your setting as with the uh, 4GT guys. It was a new car. Every time they went out, they learned something. They were continuously tweaking and playing with it. One of the things I asked them is, do you have anybody else that's sharing data with you that's relative? And uh, they said, you know, honestly, not really. Is there anybody that you can say is relative 
to what you guys are doing that are sharing you through through the Honda family, for instance? Um, I mean, it's such, it's such a new product uh, that, uh, you know, we're, we're, we'll maybe with, it, with some luck, we'll get some testing in there uh, to get some data that we can work off of. But, um, you know, no, I mean, we'll be banking on a lot of information that we compile uh, from all the events leading up to that one. Um, you know, I think we'll have worked through, a, you know, a number of different uh, setup uh, iterations by then, and we'll know what works fairly well, and the code is nice and smooth, so that's, uh, that's always nice, and, you know, perhaps let us, lets us run a little bit uh, st- more stiff in and, and setup, but, uh, you know, you never really know. I mean, we're just compiling data and, and learning, and, uh, you know, there's nothing that I can think of that would be sort of a direct uh, sort of comparison, um, you know, leading up to it. So, yeah, I, just just a lot of development, learning, and, and taking what we uh, what we get from previous events. You know, I want to ask you, Mark, because whenever you we think of set the, the car getting set up, you think of engineers and making adjustments. But I want to talk about the driver's role in all that. Obviously, with all your sports car experience and this setting up a brand new car, talk about the way you help the team and and how you interact with engineers and other parts of the team to get the car set up right. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we've got a, a number of drivers within the program and, and, you know, with a lot of sports car race experience. And, you know, so I must say it's really great to to go out and, and you know, run the car and feel it out and, and then provide that feedback um, to engineers and run it past the other drivers and get their input. You know, um, it's been really exciting so far to, to work with such talented people, um, you know, that uh, we, can, we can go write our notes at the end of a session, provide those to our engineers year he goes through it and we do a big debrief uh, with everyone involved and everyone puts in their you know their feedback and we get that uh, uh, you know let the engineers sort of take what we're telling them about how the car is behaving on track be it on the bumps be it compliance wise um, you know do we have a understeer oversteer balance you know where in the corner phase is that um, you know how the brakes impacting the balance um, you know, talking about developing, uh, you know, uh, break and, you know, packages, different pad compounds, that sort of thing. So, you know, we're throwing a lot of data out there from the driver's seat, um, and then the engineers have to sort of interpret that information and, and then turn it into, you know, a, a meaningful change on the car that we can go out and feel. And, you know, but when you work with really top-level people, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, we're all sort of on the same page, and we all tend to want something quite similar out of the car. And, um you know, so that process becomes fun. I mean, it's frustrating. We did two days of testing, uh, you know, and, and there's just so many things we can go through and try. And, um, you know, when you kind of chase down a road and it doesn't work, sometimes, you, you know, you sometimes, sometimes have to hit the reset button and start over again and go back to the base and, and just constantly develop. But uh, it, it's a fun process, um, you know, and, and with the right people uh, in place, uh, you know, we can, uh, we can learn a great deal in, in a relatively short period of time and then apply our best foot forward and and you know and then have the best race car possible well i gotta ask so you're wrapped up daytona you're headed for sebring how much can you change on this new car aerodynamically because those are opposite ends of the spectrum as far as aerodynamics as and what you need on those courses 
Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot. I, like, you know, with the GT3 spec, we're we're pretty set on on you know what we can, what componentry we can run on the car. So, I mean, we can make some. We can change the angle, of the rear wing. Um, you know, we can do small. There's there's little things like that that are within our control. I mean, damper settings and and how you know spring rates and that sort of thing. Um, you know, we can we can you know tweak and and develop. Um, you know, our, our best package for our car, but, you know, in essence, we can't, we, we can't change anything sort of on the car that's been approved, um, for the class and we have to run that and, and, uh, um, it's pretty, pretty set. And I think that's what makes the class so competitive and, you know, lets us race so closely with the other manufacturers. And it's a fun model. I mean, obviously we're always, we always want to tweak and improve and change, but I think that's the work that, you know, Honda or Acura and HPD and, and, and all of those guys have done to develop a, a wonderful platform for us to go race. So their, all of their hard work has given us a great race car that we can go out and compete against, uh, you know, the likes of the other manufacturers. Well, that's uh, that's cool. It's it's fun to think about the process. You know, you started going down the path of taking notes and having to write down stuff. I thought you started to scare me. You were going to burst my bubble of all the fun you were having. But obviously, you guys get to to drive the car and get plenty of, Wait a of fun. I was going to say he gets to drive the car, the <laughs> NSX. Uh, well, yes. hey, I got to yes. ask no, you. It is. It, I always every time I get in the car, I, I uh, when I look, I, I always smile and you hear the enthusiasm in my voice. But the, it's a it's such a neat program uh, to be a part of and a car with so much history um and then you know obviously with it being brand new uh, for 2017 on uh uh, you know, it, it's just it's just such an exciting uh, opportunity to go out and showcase it um, in front of um, you know all the great fans and um, you know all the sports car uh, all the sports car racers out there. I mean, you just really appreciate what they've done. So no, it's uh, it's great fun. And you know that the the street Acura being one of the few cars right now. You know, you can if you can't afford a nine eighteen, a Porsche nine eighteen at a million dollars, uh, a hybrid, uh, you know, a, a top notch hybrid like a La Ferrari or whatever the nsx is a you know at least somewhat attainable and has the same kind of characteristics so Who do you know that's going to give you one john <laughs> who's going to let you who's going to let you buy well, one john I, I may not i may not get one but may maybe mark might yeah uh, uh, mark do you have the the team street car that you get to drive around with <laughs> You know, they actually uh, um, they had the uh, the road car at the Daytona test at the Roar, um, and it was pretty funny because they uh, they brought around the waiver and they said, "Hey, you know, we've got the car. We'd love for all the drivers to take it out, just take it out on the road and see what you think, and give us your impressions and just have some fun." And so, of course, all of us were chomping at the bit to uh, sign that waiver and get out there. And you know, it, it was busy. We had a lot of of work to do. With the race car and and you know on track running in that so it took me about a day and a half before <laughs> i went and asked for the keys and and they looked at me and they said oh, i hate to tell you but they came and they picked up the car uh, oh. this morning so uh <laughs> you're not going to get a run this time and and uh anyway so i've been i'm still dreaming about that uh, opportunity <laughs> to drive it but uh john you know, who was it that said fantastic. that they pointed at the grom Oh, yeah. I think it was Jeff Siegel. Uh, they, <laughs> you got said, a better chance getting a Grom. Said, Go ahead and take the little the, uh, pit bike on the Honda Grom. And think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think we're going to get to drive it. I would. They said, oh, don't worry. We'll figure out another opportunity for you to put it through its paces. So, um, I, you know, maybe that's in Ohio. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. But uh, we'll wait till uh, we get a little further through the winter season here. 
Well, that's uh, that'll be fun, and that is definitely a dream car for sure. Well, Mark Wilkins, thank you for coming on Speed City. We look forward to seeing you here in Austin, and we will look you up when you get here and uh, and drag you out to get some of the famous Austin barbecue or Mexican food. I cannot. Uh, I can't wait to get down there, guys, and I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to be on the show tonight. All right. Well, thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you soon. Travel safe, buddy. Thank you very much. Take care. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little Formula One with the new cars hitting the hitting the, the, the Twitter sphere and everywhere else. And we'll also talk a little World Superbike. Listen to Speed City live from Austin. Back after these messages. Welcome to Name Your License Plate. I'm Biff Biffington. All right, Mary Lou, for the cash, the trip, and a new car, name your license plate. Easy. My plate is ADD24. ACL, ATM, ABC, ACDC, AAA. I can't remember my plate. You should have gotten a personal Texas plate from MyPlates.com. They're so memorable. And I could have saved 40% with a five-year commitment. Be a winner and order your personalized license plate from MyPlates.com. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. Racetrack. It's where legends are born. Where only the finest machines earn their reputation for innovation and dominance. Such are the nameplates you'll find at Aston Martin of Austin, Lotus of Austin, Bentley Austin and Rolls-Royce Motorcars. Austin exotic, iconic automobiles whose racing heritage turns everyday driving into an inspiring journey. Because you're never just along for the ride. Highway 183 north of McNeil Road. Want to drive your car at speed on Circuit of the Americas? Edge Addicts is your source for more Coda events and more Coda track time. Whether you're looking to host your own event or just be a part of the action, Edge Addicts can get you in the driver's seat and racing like a pro. All levels of drivers and all types of cars are welcome, with instructors available for first-time and novice drivers. Life is short, and adventure is around every corner. So plan your high-adrenaline experience with Edge Addicts at edgeaddicts.com. Edge Addicts, it's better when you're driving. You have made the right choice. Talk 1370. Hey, this is Kurt Busch. You're listening to Speed City Radio. Awesome. Daytona 500. Congrats. Winner. Hey, you know what? Speaking of Kurt Busch, I found back in our archives a little interview that we did with Kurt Busch. And I believe it was April of 2013 when he did drive on Circuit of the Americas. Brought his cup, one of his cup cars yep. and uh, did some cat and mouse with James Courtney, Australian V8 supercar guy. And uh, it was fun. You know, the funny thing is, unfortunately, I wasn't there. But the funny thing is the recording I heard of them talking about uh, what it was like to drive each other's car and James Courtney calling the NASCAR a bear. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know what? I was I spent a good I was there and I got to hang out with Kurt a little bit and. 
uh, I got to get I, I got to go around the short track. You know, that was back when Cody, right. like you were saying earlier with Mosing, is that they they cut in there. It turned like what was it like seven? Uh, or something? There are two of them back there, and so they're actually you know that's one design we haven't really talked about. They are capable of dividing the track into actually two different tracks. And they'll have a split around turn four and another around turn seven that cuts through to the straightaway. Both of those do. Yeah. And so you could actually run a course that just consisted of the very back, the the highest end of the S ribbon uh, with the turn and a part of that long back straight and then cut back across into those turns. And then you, the other, you'd cover most of the beginning of those S's, cuts across, catches the tail end of the straightaway, goes through the stadium and back across the front. So, yeah. Well, really that, cool. that weekend, uh, I got to go around the track in a uh, V8 supercar. I didn't go, get to go around in the cup car, in the NASCAR cup car, but the way those guys were talking is that it was, that the V8 supercar was a lot more of a precision, Nimble. And, but that the NASCAR was a 950 horsepower awesome <laughs> beast. So, you know, just pick your, pick your fun, however How you want to have it. How can 950 horsepower not be a beast or fun? Uh, when it weighs 25,000 pounds? I don't yeah, know. Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's play this clip from, uh, from Kurt Busch back from 2013 about when he just got through driving around Circuit of the Americas. The Austin track is somewhat comparable to Sonoma on how there's a lot of tight, flat, technical corners that uh, you would call point and shoot, where you just get the car pointed, shoot to the next corner, and then shoot to the next corner. But uh, gorgeous place, the layout, uh, it's very forgiving. You know, that's obviously a NASCAR driver's perspective. I mean, sure. But- well, the, the Sonoma track is only about two and a half miles, where we are, you know, 3.4 miles here so it's a sizable difference when you start adding in the rest of the course and everything like that there's a big workout and you know the nascar guys are not used to having such a long lap like that and that's why they would use that shorter uh loop yeah. either one of the two shorter loops would work well it's going to be fun to watch that story i'm not i'm not uh Betting the house on that one, but we'll see what happens. But hey, no. let's talk about some of these Formula One cars that came out this week. Obviously, we had a, every day was Christmas because you had new cars hitting uh, hitting social media and websites and stuff. And you know, some of the more interesting ones. Obviously, we're going to talk about Haas F1. But from during the week, you know, I was really excited to see that McLaren Orange. What do you think of that car? I like that good traditional color. You know, for McLaren, you know, it's been a long time since they had a lot of orange around it. Really looks good. Uh, it's still black and orange. You know, somebody said Halloween like. Uh, okay, so uh, I like I like it. I, I like, like it a it. lot. Actually, I do like because it because of the so. tradition. I think that's what what I liked about it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I I think it's going to be a very good uh, combination with color, easy recognition, things like that. Anxious to just see what they do this year. We we got to see McLaren step up some. To be quite honest, I, I feel like they are better than what we've been seeing more recently, but. Uh, you know, Fernando Alonso is a better driver than we've been able to see recently. I want to see him hitting the podium. Yeah, well, I want to see what Zach Brown brings to these guys. I think that's that's a really interesting story to to see with uh, with McLaren. So, uh, but I want to jump to the Haas car. I mean, I know there was there's a zillion cars, and and uh, uh, I I was not uh, ex- overly excited about some of the others, but right. the Haas car. You know, the first thing that jumped to my mind was when I saw that, I don't know what you call the gray that's in it. Yeah, yeah. But, but that that color, I first saw that color, it looked very, very close to that, actually on a Porsche, on a 911, may have been a turbo. Right. 
But I was like, I love that color. And I thought, I wonder if I can repaint my car that color. And that's what the Haas... That I love this color combination on the Haas F1. Car. I do. I definitely like the color combination. You know, we're starting to see other brands show up or other names on the Haas car. Windshear, the giant uh, wind tunnel, uh, the yeah. name of it's on the winglet now. Oh, and that's so cool. So yeah. you'll start to see that. I think we'll slowly see other names in there. Haas will always be the dominant name on the car. Uh, certainly there's some of the required names. You know, Pirelli has a small exposure on the nose as well but but you know what overall talking about all the cars the lower wider i love it. it i you i really it. really like it a lot and you know the the one thing i'd like to see i would say uh to add just more of that nostalgic i'd like to see that air intake above the driver be a little bit taller yeah i could see that i could get up that. there like the old black shadow that was a that was a great car to see very ominous and menacing Yep. All right. Well, we just got a little bit left in the show, and I definitely wanted to talk a little World Superbikes because they launched this weekend and got started. And uh, unfortunately, our man, our American, did not do so well. Yeah. You know, uh, Nicky Hayden just was not having a good race. He's, you know, this is his first race on that new blade. We're really expecting something. This is the bike he was promised uh, last yeah. year when he signed to, to come in. But, uh, you know... Got to say, Johnny Ray, can't say it like Jonathan Green, but Johnny Ray pulled a double this weekend, got both wins. Great way to start off the year. It's going to be an excellent year for him already. He's looking strong. The uh, The rest of the pack was all mixed up, but uh, yeah, Superbike's going to be good. I mentioned for MotoGP. I know, MotoGP. And, and we didn't even talk about Jonathan because he was traveling. He is literally in the air. He's going to be back in Austin and going to be back with us in studio next weekend. So he'll uh, he'll give us all caught up to speed on the two-wheeled stuff. Hey, and also, if you have nothing to do next Saturday, even if you do, cancel. Let's meet over at the Texas Tornado Boot Camp. It's Mad Dog Racing next Saturday oh, afternoon right. and evening. I'll be there. All right. Well, we're going to let it, let you guys go. Uh, check us out on speedcitybroadcast.com, our Facebook and Twitter, and SoundCloud, too. We put a lot of stuff on SoundCloud. We're going to put some of the things from tonight up there. And we will talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.